when somebody comes to your website initially, people are put off by really long forms. It just looks looks like too much. It's like, I don't want to fill out 15 things. It's going to take me too long. So you can break the form into two or three steps and just ask like the, the crucial things you need, phone number and address. Mm-hmm. Get that up front. Now you captured that. After they do that, ask all the additional questions. So it, it looks like it's easy. And then that second, second step is going to ask like, why do you want to sell? How fast do you want to sell? How much work does your property need? The people that aren't serious and aren't motivated are going to leave. Hey friends, you're listening to the CarrotCast podcast by Carrot.com, where we help investors and agents like yourself build businesses of freedom and impact. I'm your host, Brady Winder, and today I have returning guests, triple, quadruple returning guests, uh, Brian and Chad with Motivated Leads. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. Hey, thanks for having us, man. We appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Brady. Yeah, thanks for coming on. We appreciate you just so much. If you want to hear more about what Brian and Chad do, um, essentially, they help over 400 investors uh, get more motivated seller leads, and they do it through SEO and paid ads, and they do it really well. Uh, but go back and listen to part one of the podcast. Um, from last week, this episode um, is going to be a sort of a deeper dive into website design and conversion. So we're going to talk about um, some of the tests that Brian and Chad have ran to see, you know, if we move this form, if we change this color, if we do this, if we modify the page, is it going to convert better? Is it going to get us more quality motivated seller leads? We're going to talk about some of the psychology of copy and what needs to be on your website to attract a motivated seller. Um, but if this is too much for you, go back and listen to part one. Um, and then part three later this month is going to be all about uh, testimonials. So anyways, um, it's design and conversion month. Go to care.com slash convert to get all the content that we're talking about. And uh, let's dive into this episode. So kind of picking it up where we left off, we talked about on last episode, the three things you need to do. You need personalized website. You need localization. You need credibility on your website. Um, Let's talk about kind of first the structure of the website. How do you maintain a cohesive look and feel? You know, we talked about care out of the box, but I wanted to ask you guys, is there anything you're doing to your website to make sure it still has a cohesive look and feel while keeping it high converting? Like are there any design principles you guys follow in building websites in general? Yeah, like some on the structure side, you want to you want to make it easy for people to navigate your website. For example, if you're, if people are coming to your website through your blog, that's an informational piece. They're looking for info. They come there, but the whole objective is you want to push them back into the core site, like to convert. Mm-hmm. So in your blog, you want to have calls to actions. Hey, learn more, sell your house fast and push them into your website. Versus if somebody comes to your homepage, you want to just push them straight to the call to actions. Or for example, in structure, like I like to look at a website like a Christmas tree, right? Homepage is at the top and the next step at it branches and goes the whole way out. So homepage, you're targeting like sell your house fast in Pittsburgh. And then you have city pages. So like I'd like to structure like an areas you serve section. It could be state, things like that. So it could be if you're doing a national website, you have sell your house fast. First first click in your website would be areas we serve. That's all the states you serve. Second click in the cities underneath those states. So you want to make it real easy for people to navigate. More importantly, though, then it helps you rank for all those different phrases as well. But the whole whole objective for every single thing on your website should be to build credibility and get leads. Mm. Okay, so that's that's a 
that's how you need to structure your website. The second thing we talked about was the story. Is, is your website telling the right story? This is a this is the key thing that a lot of people sometimes miss. They want to just talk about themselves. They want to talk about their company. Um, Carrot already does a lot of this out of the box, but um, what are you keeping in mind as far as the story your website is telling, whether that's through the design or the copy, but, but mostly the copy? Um, what are you keeping in mind when you're trying to speak to a motivated seller? I think their pain points, mostly you got to think in their manner, why are they looking to sell most of the time and letting them know things like you can sell your house as is. You don't need any repairs done. Um, do you need a quick cash offer? Have you just inherited a home? Are you going through a rough financial time? Um, they don't really, the more you talk about them, the better. Yeah. It's, I I would put that up front more so than putting, uh, this is who I am. This is what I can do. This is me, 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 you know, like any conversation or anything, when you go meet new people, you don't want to just sit there and talk about yourself. Mm -hmm. You really want to like take in and digest that information. Like let them know you're there, like trying to help them solve their needs. So really thinking within that mindset and structuring content around that um, can be really helpful. Mm, interesting. Um, yeah, that's a, I think that's probably the best, simplest way to put it is have the focus be on them, their questions, their pain points, their desires, instead of yourself. Your, yourself should be the afterthought. Oh, by the way, here's what we do. Here's how we can help. Um, but you first need to make that connection with the, the seller in their head. Um, so we got structure. Um, Structure, story, and then speed. Um, we'll, we'll go through this really quick. Page speed really does matter as far as, um, one, just a good user experience on the website. You, you, nobody likes to use a clunky, slow website. If you're waiting you know, a few seconds for it to load, the person's probably going to bounce. I know I'm going to bounce the next website that showed up in Google if it's too slow. So it does matter, um, but it also matters in the eyes of Google. Google doesn't like to rank slow websites as much as fast ones. Um, anything you guys are doing to uh, make sure you're not slowing down your pages? Yeah, make sure you're not uploading huge, huge images, things like that. Like size them down. Um, just you can even click on the right whenever the uh, picture is on your computer, right click it and click properties, see how big it is, and then shrink it down before you stick it on the website. That's one of the biggest tips I could give. Just don't upload massive files to your site. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. And Carrot actually does this for you as well. It'll shrink down your, your photos. And as well as if you're uploading videos, um, it will, uh, we have features in there to make sure the video doesn't, you know, load the entire video before, um, uh, until it needs to basically. Um, so we'll run through that real quick. Uh, the websites are fast, but you need to make sure that you're not slowing down your website. Um, as far as let's talk about, um, forms and some of the tests you guys have ran. Cause I think this is where some of the really interesting stuff comes in. Take me through like, what's, I guess, what's most important for the forum on your website? What does it need to have? And in what order does it need to be in? So there's, t- there's two different things. Like when somebody comes to your website initially, people are put off by really long forms. It just, it just looks, looks like too much. And it's like, I don't want to fill out 15 things. It's going to take me too long. So you can break the form into two or three steps and just ask like the, the crucial things you need, phone number and address. Mm-hmm. Get that up front. Now you captured that. After they do that, ask all the additional questions. So it, it looks like it's easy. And then that second, second step is going to ask like, why do you want to sell? How fast do you want to sell? How much work does your property need? The people that aren't serious and aren't motivated are going to leave. But the people that are, you're getting more information there too. So the second step kind of vets 
your leads and takes the quality up higher. Hmm. Yeah, we've seen uh, we've seen forms actually convert higher if you call out like kind of how long they're going to take. Hey, this is going to take thirty seconds to fill out this form or one minute or whatever it may be. Um, sometimes that can take some of that fear away, even if they do see a longer form. Just calling that out to them, like it only takes X or whatever it may be, um, really helps oh, with that conversion a little bit. Yeah, that makes sense. Kind of like when you're reading through a blog post or you stumble across a blog post, like, oh, I want to read this. Oh, it's only seven minutes, seven minute read. Okay, I got time for that. Right. It's a exactly. good tip. Um, anything else? Uh, what have you guys been doing as far as tests on forms, as far as placement or how you're wording the questions, things like that? Uh, test on forms are like we've seen if you have a form on the top right hand side of your website or right in the center, they convert really well. You have to have strong calls to action right beside them telling you have to tell people what to do. Like mm -hmm. fill out this form to get a cash offer, fill out this form to get a, a call today, things like that versus just having it. You don't want to learn more section. It's mm -hmm. going to be very direct. You do this. Here's the result you're getting and tell them to fill out the form and then maybe put like a red arrow or something to it and just be, uh, keep it super simple. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that the arrows we've actually tested like images of like a, you know, a nice professional headshot of a real estate investor agent versus having a, a crudely drawn arrow point into the form. You know, we've put heat maps on those and, and far and away, you know, the arrow, the very obvious thing, it works better than having the professional look, if you will. Right. And we tested some, some landers too, cause we did multiple carrot tests and some of them, we had one that had the call to action on the left-hand side and then the form on the right. We had one that the call to action was in the center. And then we had one that had a call to action with a button that led to the form. And the one that with the uh, call to action on the right converted the best. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, so we talked about length of the form. It needs to be, it needs to be simpler. So the less resistance, the better, which, you know, sometimes as marketers, we can think like, Oh, I want all the information possible for follow-up and for this and for that, but less resistance, the better. Um, we talked about placement. Um, anything else to add as far as questions on form, you know, we've mentioned be direct, you know, err on the obvious side, anything else, as far as questions you might want to ask, or have you found anything that works really well in forms to ask? Yeah, the more. Oh, go ahead, Chad. I was going to say, the more you can auto-populate, obviously, the better. And the more like button-style stuff you can do is better because it takes away like the um, just ha them having to type things in. Mm -hmm. um, it, we've just seen higher conversion that way. Another thing, that, another way to think around it, too, is um, if you are in a super competitive market where your lead cost is pretty high, whether that be from paid ads, SEO, whatever it may be, um, you need to probably minimize that form to be as short as possible and be happy with the shortest form fills you can get as long as you push more volume. If you're in a market where you have a lot of leads coming through and, and you're fortunate to be in that situation, you kind of have more leeway to play with those questions, add questions to it, let it do some of the pre-vetting for you more and more that way. So think about your market when you're thinking about your form as well. Mm, interesting. Um, one thing I want to touch on before we move away from forums is on, on the last episode, we were talking about um, the differences in your website when you're talking about SEO versus um, a website you're running paid traffic to like a landing page and how the landing page needs to be more simplified, more direct. Anything as far as forms in that regard? It's worth testing to run paid traffic just a step two of carrot versus the homepage. Hmm. I know the homepage, you capture short information, all of that, but sometimes like there's a lot of clickouts and a lot of things to uh, just distract on there. 
Whereas step two, it's like kind of like, hey, right here, this is what we have. Just fill this out. Let's go. Um, and it gives them like that correct, like just seeing that in that manner sometimes just like basically makes them think, like, okay, yeah, I got to fill this out. I got to go into it versus having to read on the website. Hey, let us give you a cash offer now. Fill out this form here. Kind of just makes them think in a different manner. Mm-hmm. Um, we have success with uh, landing pages. The, the more clickouts too that you can take away from it at times uh, on paid traffic in general. Uh, like sometimes it's not good to have a hero menu or something on a landing page. It's just, again, straight form or straight call to action and form. Um, it's worth testing everything to see how it reacts and how it converts. Yeah, so Chad's, Chad's talking about, for anybody listening that doesn't know what a clickout is, if somebody goes to your website, you usually have homepage, about us, things like that. Paid traffic, take all those links away. So you send them to the page, they, there's nowhere to go. They either have to fill out the form or leave. Right. You want them to capture the lead. Yep. Yeah. We actually do that with a lot of our pages internal at Carrot. You'll notice if you, you know, go to get a resource or if you show up to a webinar or something, we'll, we will have simplified those. We'll take away those options because we want you to be focused on the thing that you should be doing. The internet's a very noisy place. There's a million places to go. And so when you're trying to get a lead, give yourself the best chance of capturing that lead. Um, it's not time for browsing. Yep. Um, awesome. Um, Okay, so we talked about forms, we talked about page speed, structure, we talked about story. Um, let's talk about branding before we're going to wrap this up in a few minutes. Any other spots besides your website you're paying attention to to keep your branding consistent? Because con- we're talking about conversion, like website conversion, but holistically, I feel like that brand matters. Can you guys talk about that? Yeah, you'll want to keep your brand consistent everywhere. So all your social media profiles, your business cards, your email signature, your website, uh, YouTube videos. You want to keep the colors, logos, look. I, as you can see, like I wear, I'm wearing a yellow shirt, Chatter's black shirt. Like we're even keep this kind of brand thing going. Mm-hmm. Um, so keep everything because you want people to see when they see you. Oh yeah, that's that. That's four one two houses, or that's whoever it is. Versus having a billboard with one logo and one brand, and then your website doesn't match it. That they you're you're losing the connection there yeah and brand brand isn't just colors and logo like that's not brand brand is tone as well and how people perceive you so even like tone and font and everything of how that comes off how that feel how that look is whether you have you want to be a more direct brand with capitalized font straight to the point type style brand or softer lowercase fonts really talking in a different way so you gotta if you establish it one way it should always be that way you shouldn't go this way than that way because if you come off as a softer brand and then you shout at them through an ad that's all capitalized <laughs> and everything it's kind of just doesn't go together and they, they look at you different ways and it's, it's more forgettable versus where if it's all in the same tone it's more memorable oh it's that company that makes me feel like x or makes me feel like this and when you're saying tone i'm assuming you're meaning um it's interesting i wouldn't have thought of that font at first your font your text but you're also saying the message the message itself right yeah, the message itself. Are you using more direct statement-based method messages? Are you doing stuff more around just like compound sentences saying like, hey, we can help you do X, Y, and Z. We're here to make you to do this. Or is it just, hey, we'll give you a cash offer today. Or is it, hey, we're here to help you uh, get the best value out of your home, whatever it may be. Those are awful examples. But just when you're talking in that manner, how direct do you want to be? How soft do you want to be? That should be held throughout the whole entire brand, everything that you do. Mm. 
Okay. That makes sense. I feel like, you know, myself and a lot of us would be so much better off to, um, make a dead simple checklist of like, Hey, I updated my logo or I updated a key part of our messaging or Hey, I updated this thing. Okay. Website, social media, not even just social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, um, email signature. Cause usually like email signature is the thing we all forget. It's like, Oh crap. You know, I got a logo in there that's four years old, you know, and it, it all adds up and it makes for this really just like off inconsistent experience. And so just a simple checklist of update all of these things. So it's a cohesive look and feel would be probably pretty beneficial. I agree. Yeah. Um, let's see any, uh, what was I going to ask? Oh, Josh, we'll cut it there until I regain my thought. Oh, there was. Okay. Um, okay. So as we start to wrap it up, um, one other question I had for you guys, we kind of touched on this on the first episode, but as far as a, a great company logo, um, what makes a great logo and, and how much does it matter? Logo. I don't know necessarily what makes a great logo, but how much it matters. I think it matters, uh, four out of 10, hmm. like the design of it. I think the message on your website and uh, everything else we've been talking about matters way more than the logo because you can get a logo made, like our 412 Houses logo probably costs five bucks or something, like cheap, <laughs> it's super simple. But the whole brand behind it and the messaging is what, what I believe matters way more. Yeah. Yeah. And it also, like, if you think about it as like, again, what's your goal? Is this like get leads, get deals, make money? If that's what you want to do, then like it doesn't matter at all. If you're building a whole legit real estate company behind all of this and building it out long term, culture, all of that, then okay, it might make sense to put more thought into that, have some meaning into that logo. But mm -hmm. if at the end of the day, like you're just, hey, we want leads, we want deals, and that's what our culture is, and we're just driven like that, then it really doesn't matter. Yeah. You know what, Chad? That's a good point you bring up too. So, Maybe I'll take a step back on what I said on a four out of 10. It matters for lead gen low, but if you're building a company with mm. team and like Chad saying culture, it matters a lot then. So there, there's two different things there. Like you have to keep everything in sync with what is the message you're putting out to your team on how to behave and what are core values, things like that. And it, it, if your goal is to build a, a company and, and make this full-time, big-time real estate company, it's fine also to just start with the basics. Start with something cheap, basic as it is, get some deals underneath your belt with that, take some profits, reinvest, build out a whole brand then once it starts to get more serious. So it's not mm -hmm. something that you should overthink up front, but as you build and if you're building culture and internal team, all of that, then you can go more into that. Now you don't want the analysis of paralysis because you'll focus on your logo for months and never get to the next stage. So just get the logo, go get deals. And then, yeah, you can continually refine. That's probably the best piece of advice in this entire month of podcasts, <laughs> because I know that so many of us can just get stuck in overcomplicated analysis paralysis. You know, I think about the home buying guys, they're clients of ours. They've been on uh, multiple podcasts, but they started out, it was simple. We need leads, we need deals. But if you look at them now in the context of like, does a logo matter to them? It really does because they're building this long-term brand. They're a staple in their community. Um, they're working with nonprofits. They're uh, hybrid, so they're agents as well. So there's more of a, a public image that they, they're displaying. 
And so it started out really simple, but now they got the Home Buying Guys logo and, uh, you know, the whole website's branded. They got the little characters like of them, you know, animated faces. And it's this really cool, cohesive look and feel. But it started out like we just need leads and deals. So I guess that's good context. It does depend on, you know, is this a long-term play or is this a, a just a gig that I'm doing right now? Or are you just starting out? But start out simple. That's a great example of brands. Like we were talking about looking like a bank versus local, like the home buying guys. They make you do, it just feels like, hey, I'd want to, I want to see what these guys are doing versus XYZ corporation franchise, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. It's, it's a fun brand, which is, I mean, we could go all day on this sort of stuff, but, and we won't, but it's, you know, that, I think that's something you need to decide. Like Chad mentioned, your brand isn't your colors and your logos, it's that tone. And so you got to decide, am I, is the company me or is the company something else? Is it fun? Is it serious? Is it aggressive? Um, you know, I, I, I'd assume that it matters what your market cares about. What does your market expect? So we're about at time here. Anything else you want to add on design and conversion? What's the, the one magic secret everybody needs to know to get a million leads and make sure their website converts better than anything else? I'd say do it. <laughs> Like anybody focusing on this stuff, get your website live and start sending traffic to it first. And always be testing. Always test. No matter what you do and make sure you measure those tests. Always be testing. Always be closing. They say for sales, always be testing for marketing. That's true. Always be testing. Always be testing getting leads to your website. Well, thank you guys so much for hopping on. It's been a pleasure. It's always, um, you know, I say, hey, we're going to keep it short. We're going to keep it 20 minutes. There's always like a million directions we could go because you guys are just full of so much knowledge and value. So I appreciate you sharing. Appreciate you hopping on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having us. Definitely, Brady. Appreciate you too. Absolutely. All right. Well, if you guys want to work with Brian and Chad, go to marketplace.care.com and look for Motivated Leads or just Google them, Motivated Leads, and um, you can work with them. If you're looking for more of a done with you option, want to get more involved with the Carrot team, you can go to carrot.com slash authority, check out our authority leader plan. Um, and also don't forget to go to carrot.com slash convert if you really want to dive deep into uh, design and conversion and look at all the other content we have so you can optimize your website faster and easier. That's all we have for today. Thanks for joining us and we will see you all next week.